Blog Talk Radio. life's problems that may break or tear a heart's apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater, and I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516- 453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to the chat room, which is available right now on our website, as well as for those who may be on social media, you can go on www.reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. 
com. You'll see the video version as well as if you are on social media, you can go on Brother Prater on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, uh, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tess and Tom, E-R. I'm so glad you are able to join us. Sorry, last week you ended up having some problems. And um, even right now, thank God that we're here. You know, uh, what I wanted to do really today, there was something in my heart that was really just kind of tugging on me instead of, um, well, I just said, I just felt the need to speak about this particular thing unformatted. This is just straight where we just conversate because right now it's a lot of people that I know that are going through things. There's a lot of people that I know that are grieving. There are a lot of, matter of fact, I have um, friends. I have one particular uh, young lady. She was like a mother to me. She was actually, I would call my mother from the other street. She was like um, a mother to me. And uh, right now uh, she's in the hospital. I got a chance to see uh, her and her family today. And they mean the world to me. And Many others got a chance to talk to my friend this week, Mr. Woods, got a chance to talk to him. And right now he's looking at this coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday is his father's birthday. And unfortunately, you know, he lost his father about two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And just being able to just hear about the bond that they had and, you know, got a chance to really just have an adult conversation with him because we grew up as kids up the street from each other and you know we always he's always been very respectful towards myself and my family and just showed much love much love to us and so now to see those that you know that those that you love they are hurting it hurts it really hurts and so I felt the need to just come up here and just share with those that I know as well as those who may not even know me, just in case you're watching this show for the first time, just in case you so happen to be going through the news feed and you see this video, especially if you're going through something that you feel like you feel isolated, you feel like you have nowhere to go, you feel like there's no end to this madness, I want you to know, which is today's topic, you're not alone in this. You are not alone in this. And I don't mean as far as there is a group of people that's going through that are suffering. We're not talking about that. No, what we're saying is God has put us together for us to be able to not only be able to be an encouragement to each other as we go through whatever ordeal that we're all going through, but most importantly, for us to be able to pray for one another, draw strength from one another, and for us to help each other to get through this process. You know, I'm a firm believer of the power of God, and I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer, but also understanding that there are times that many of us may be in a situation that we feel that we can't even vocalize a word. We can't even express how we feel when you are dealing with so much. There are sometimes we have to rely upon the stored up prayers that we put up because we verbally can't say anything. That's why God remembers those prayers that we gave years ago, days ago. 
even those that are petitioning before us, even those that are interceding for us. You know, I, I kind of mentioned today at the church, I mentioned even when we went through the death of my sister, you know, and what I dealt with, and I'm not the only brother that she had, but understanding that not only that that was my sister, I did not understand the dynamics of my other brother's relationship with her. All I knew, and my sister and I used to always talk about it, all we knew was each other, her and I. And it was a family of five kids. But because us being, they were called Irish twins, being born uh, 12 months or less from each other, but when I lost her, I was hurt, but I felt the hurt of so many other people. And because of who I am, how I am, and how I'm wired, I realized that I felt overwhelmed, not deliberately. And I know there were people who meant well. There was, I would say this, nobody actually placed a burden upon me. But because of my relationship with Sheila and because of us always being a representative of each other, I felt the hurt. I felt the void of so many people. And so with that, it made me see, especially when her services came, I saw the sea of people. And it made me see in the midst of our hurt how much we were loved by others. It made me see not only how much we were loved by others, but most importantly, how much she was loved by so many people. And that gave me the strength. That gave me the courage for me to be able to get through this process, but also to try to be of some help to the rest of my family. But in the midst of that period, these are some of the things that God told me that I want to share with you that may be of some help or strength to you. You know, it just so happened that particular night, September, excuse me, uh, Sunday, March the 3rd of 2019, it just so happened I was here online. And as I began to pray, it was about 9.20 p.m., as I began to pray online, uh, on the air, as I began to start praying, I heard the voice of God saying, the God of comfort, I am the God of comfort. And so when God told me that because I was praying, I went on and I shared that with those who were listening. And so about in, in that particular verbiage, I the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. Those were his exact words. That did something. It was like an extra, uh, it was an extra boost. It was an extra covering and encouragement that I felt. That was at 920. Well, I ended up going to bed, and lo and behold, at 1020, I ended up getting a phone call. Well, that phone call was from my nephew telling me that my sister was killed. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me that me hearing 
God said, the God of comfort, I am the God of comfort. I was thinking that it was, that message was for me to tell those who were online that they may have been strengthened, they might have been helped by those words, but come to find out, I was included in the audience of who needed to hear those words. And so whenever I begin to not feel at a thousand percent, I keep thinking those words, the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. I keep hearing God remind me that he is a comforter of those who are grieving, those who are mourning, and those who are hurting. Many times we just think that because a person is grieving, it only is associated with some type of death. The answer is no. Grief deals with any type of sorrow that you're dealing with. There are someone that may be going through a divorce right now. That's grief. The expectations that you had, the the anticipation of growing old with one another, being able to hold on to those vows that you might have been committed to those vows while the other person is not committed to those vows. Or that person may say, well, you know what, I want those feelings, that disappointment, that denial, all those mixing rays of emotions. It's grief. And I realize, even from my own experience, that God is near to the broken heart. But also what I found out when I was dealing with my situation pertaining to the void of my sister, many things began to start hitting on me. You know, I began to start telling God, you know, I can't live like this for the rest of my life. So I need you to heal me. Now, we have to be real and talk to God. We have to be transparent and respectful because he's a holy God. He's a righteous God. He's an all-knowing, all-powerful God. He knows how I, how we feel. But even in him knowing how we feel, it's best for us to verbalize it, for us to be able to admit and testify or to acknowledge to him how we feel. They're saying confession is good for the soul. And so I had to confess to God, God, look here, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. But one of the things he showed me, he said, me as Brother Prater, Minister Prater, whatever y'all want to call me, he showed me that many times I have often told people what he can do. I've shared the goodness of him to others. I may have encouraged others now. I have told them what he can do. Now I'm in the situation, I show him what I can do. That same God that I bragged about, spoke about confidently to others. Now I have to use those same verbiage I gave to others and minister to myself to walk this thing out to show people that God is who he said he was and is. For for others to see that the God I've been talking about is true to his word, me bragging on him up to others, now people can see it demonstrated in my life. I said, okay, <laughs> okay. But remember this, oftentimes we give our best sermons 
to so many others when they're going through the fiery furnace, when they're going through their problems, but not realizing that that great powerful message that we give to others in their fiery furnace is the same message that God wants us to digest for ourselves. Even when you think about the three Hebrew boys, when they were thrust in the fiery furnace, Remember, it was three that went in, but when the king looked into the fiery furnace, he didn't see three. He saw four, and he said that fourth one looked like the son of God. So eventually what happened, those three that, was, that went in, those three came out with no stench, with no residue of what they dealt with. But get this, three went in. Four was in, and three came out. And so that fourth one, the Son of God, is there with us when we go through our fire furnace. He's already there, and he's for look, throw us in that fiery furnace. He's already there to catch us and protect us while we're dealing with the fiery furnace. And just like how the Hebrew boys were delivered and not smell like any type of uh, remnants of what they dealt with, is the same assurance that God has given us. But sometimes we don't see it or recognize it. Sometimes it takes us to be able to step back and look at what he did in the past in our life to encourage us that the same God that did it then will do it again. And the most important thing, God is no respected person. The same God that did it for me, oh, he can do it for you. See, so with whatever we're dealing with, God is there not only to help us, but he will send people that understands what you're going through, that understands what you're dealing with. You know, the worst part of going through something is feeling like nobody understands. Now, we often hear the song that we'll understand it better by and by. There are some things on this side of glory I have no clue about. I don't know about, but I have to trust God anyway. I trust him enough because I don't know everything. And I I can admit, I don't know everything. Personally, I tell people I don't know nothing, but I serve a God who knows everything. So because God knows everything, I trust the ones that know everything, even if I know nothing. And so because of God always, always being true to his, to his word and always being faithful to us, in spite of what I'm dealing with, in spite of my unfaithfulness to him, I'm going to trust him. But also understanding that when times get hard, he knows the right words to say. He knows the right people to send our path. And so I want to tell each and every one who are going through something, I may not know everything of what you're dealing with, but one thing about it, I know God does not allow you to see this message in order for you to fail. There is no failure in God. Oftentimes, the failure, I ain't going to say all the time, but all the time, the failure is in one areas. It may be the failure may be in God. It may be in God's word, or it may be in us. (laughs) 
is either in God, in his word, or us. And I can I can guarantee that the failure ain't in God, ain't in his word. It's in us. So now this is the opportunity for us to be able to see what God can do in the midst of whatever we're dealing with. But we got to trust him. But also understanding in the midst of everything that's going on or what's going on in your life, God did not bring you this far to leave you. Even though you may be dealing with an experience you've never dealt with before, but he promised us that he would not put more upon us than we were able to bear. But the guarantee is we can bear in his strength, not ours, in his ability, not ours, in his word, not ours. I tell you, you know, my words and my verbiage are limited, but God knows every verbiage that can minister to my broken heart. And so I want to tell you, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're dealing with, even those that are grieving, you know, like I said, even in someone who lost a sister like me, I may not even fully understand the dynamics of what you're dealing with because even though it was my sister, just like your sister, but y'all relationships may have been different than mine, or my relationship may have been different than yours. But the key thing is, God will always dispatch people to his hurting child. He would dispatch people to his child who is hurt, who is grieving. He would dispatch not only when we want him, but when he need him. I say it like this, not only in when we need him, but when we want him. God want us to come to him. We don't get on God's nerves. We get on people's nerves, but we don't get on God's nerves. And I found out God want us to come to him boldly and confidently because he knows everything, but also he knows the answer that solves all problems. And also even pertaining to those who are grieving. Like I said, being able to take it one day at a time. We often hear, you know, the prayers, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. We're not concerned about tomorrow. We just focus on today. And so the same daily bread that we're expecting to receive from God for this day, for him to supply our needs for this day, don't you know he can heal our hearts for this day too? So why don't we talk to him? Look here. Like I said, I'm a minister and all that stuff, but look here. I ain't got time to play tough, Daddy. And we don't have to play tough. We don't have to put on a facade to others or even God to make a person feel that we're stronger than we really are. Look here. If you feel like pulling over, if you feel like just grab your pillow, crying, screaming, that's healthy. I encourage you to do it. And that doesn't mean that you're weak. That doesn't mean that you ain't saved. That doesn't mean that you lost hope. That doesn't mean that you lost your faith in God. No, it doesn't. It means that you are human. You're hurt. 
And guess what? Not just humans. Don't you know animals grieve? So if animals have permission to grieve, even Jesus wept. How come we are holding ourselves in, holding everything in, and allowing ourselves to have an early grave because we keep it everything in when God wants us to release it all to him? But also understand that, like I said, we are family. We are the body of Christ. Look, not only do you need me, but I need you. All of us are important in the body of Christ. You need me just as much as I need you. But ultimately, we all need Christ. And so that's why it's so important for us to recognize that this this journey, this life, God did not design us to deal with this on our own. We are creatures that was designed to have relationships with each other. Now, most of the time when we think about relationship, people think about marriage or dating or courting. That's fine and dandy. But also relationship within friendships, relationship within families, relationships. We need each other. So why isolate yourself from those that love you? Or why isolate yourself when you can contribute to others. God wants us to be able to just step on out. Sometimes we step out on faith. Sometimes we step out on foolishness. But how about we give God the opportunity to send the help that not only that we need, but that we really want. Sometimes we really don't say what we want or what we need. Sometimes we don't even know what we need, but you never know who and how important you are to others until you step out and you allow yourself to be accessible to one another. You know, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to give, I'm going to give his, uh, his flowers. I'm going to give him his flowers. Years ago when I was, when I was younger, I went over to my brother's house at the time and when I went over there, his uh, boys were there, his oldest one, Chris, he said, hey, oh, how you doing? It's good to see you. Man, we miss you. Now, first thing I'm thinking, I'm like, I stay down the street. You can see me anytime. Excuse me. Also, I call. Sometimes I would call and all that stuff. But what happened, what I realized, he made me aware that he may have felt that I was not approachable. Also, I had access to him, but maybe he didn't feel that he had access to me. That really, really, really opened my eyes to make me see how sometimes just the idea of someone hearing from you, hey, I'm here for you, and anytime you want me, anytime you need me, I'm here. Or sometimes just calling, sometimes just acknowledging. It's nothing like getting an acknowledgement from someone that you love. And I know me, I know sometimes I'm terrible with that. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, I'm going to call them 
today. And next thing you know, five months later, today never shows up. And it hit me. Oh, my gosh. Well, like I said, we never know who we are to people. And so that's why it's so important for us to be able to really just look at, you know, how valuable we are in the body of Christ, how valuable we are to each other within family, within friendships. And we shouldn't take each other for granted. And like like I said, me, look, I'm sharing this with you all, but I'm the first recipient to receive that, you know. And me even be able to have a great conversation with a, a friend of mine and everything, be able to, you know, really just learn. You know, like I said, this life journey is a learning process. And not just pertaining to, you know, uh, making it to heaven and everything, but also how to live here on earth with one another. That's why it's so important for us to know that we need each other. Each other, we are very important. We draw strength from one another. You know, God didn't make a mistake placing you in the family that he placed you in. You know, it's, it's all crazy. Sometimes we like, matter of fact, and I'm being transparent, sometimes my sister and I used to always say, I think we were adapted. I think some other people may not be related to us. I know we, I think, I know you and I, we brothers and sisters, but them other people, I don't know who they are. You know, we would say that. But we don't pick who our family is, but we pick who our friends are. But even with that, God allowed people that may be related by blood or related by love to come and minister to our broken heart. And so with that, I want each and every one of us to take personal inventory, take personal inventory of everything that you're dealing with and understand that we're here for each other. We love you. And I know, and this is me speaking, I know y'all love me. I see it. I, I feel it. But also for y'all to know how much I love y'all, how much I respect y'all, how much I look up to you all. Most of the time, especially when I'm in a public setting, I like to watch. Most of the time, I just sit back and I almost like either a proud papa or a learning cub because I learn from each person. And even when I'm not feeling my best, there may be somebody that may say something or do something that make me smile, make me laugh. You know, sometimes it's good for us to laugh, but sometimes we don't know how to laugh when your heart is bleeding, when your heart is hurting. And so that's why it's so important for us to remember we need each other and we're not alone in this. You are not alone in this. You know, you may feel like you, you know, in the rain, left out in the rain, abandoned, No, you're not. No matter what you're dealing with, God, God is listening and watching every move you make, every tear you share. And know that dispatching people to pray and intercede for you, to pray and intercede for me. And so that's what we have to remember. And let this be an encouragement to all of us. That weeping may endure but a night, but joy comes in the morning. Even though that morning may seem like it'll never come, that morning may seem like, wow, 
it when it seemed like it's three o'clock, it's gonna be four o'clock, and all of a sudden there's a spiritual daylight saving time where the time and hours go back two or three hours, and it seemed like dawn never comes. But just know, even in the midst of that feeling, even in the midst of the uncertainties, we're here for you. We're banded together as brothers and sisters in Christ, brothers and sisters in friendship, to pray for those who are hurting, to pray for those who are sick, for those who are going through, to pray for those who may feel like giving up, to pray for those who may feel like they feel all alone, to pray for those who feel like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Those who are too hurt to cry, those who hurt to even express how they feel, those who don't even have the verbiage to explain how they feel or what they're dealing with or what they're going through. This is why it's so important for us to know how important we are to somebody else. And understand the devil wants you to give up. The devil wants you to throw in the towel. That's what he wants us to do. That's what he wants us to do. And why does he bring the pressure on so much, so fast? Because oftentimes when there is pressure, our blessing is right after we get through that. If we could just make it beyond this hurt, our healing, our healing is right there. But what I found out is at all times, and this is just me, this is just me being very transparent. One of the things that I realized that really helped me in my situation is being a worshiper at all times. That's one of my ingredients of comforting me, of ministering to me, of giving me revelation, giving me whatever he has for me in the midst of everything I deal with. I found out praise and worship to God, it soothes my soul. It calms my nerves. It helps me to hear directly from God in whatever I'm dealing with. And so with that, even though that doesn't mean that it's going to feel good, like I said, when I lost my sister, I don't remember the exact time, but I know that it was within a few moments. I had to tell my mom and all that stuff, and I went back in my room, and all of a sudden, God told me to pray. I didn't think about it. I couldn't think about it. I knew who was telling me to pray. So why argue? Why question? No, I just did it. As I began to start praying and thanking God, it was a prayer of thanksgiving, thanking God for 45 years with my sister. Thanking God in the midst of my hurt, I told God, God, you help me to override my hurt with your praise. Help me in whatever I'm feeling, whatever, let that be suppressed and let your glory be magnified through my prayer and praise. And as I begin to start praying and everything, God began to start helping me. He told me, now worship. And when I began to start worshiping him and everything, it really just praising God and all this stuff. Then he came to me and he said, if you take this charge, I'll be responsible for healing your heart. That was a personal oath. That was a personal oath that he gave me. 
it wasn't, I'll put it like this, at that time, it wasn't for everybody. Now, I'm just sharing with you all, and some people, well, you know, I don't believe, well, guess what? It wasn't for you. It was for me. I needed that. And sometimes we have to understand there is a specific word that God want to give you, a right now word for you, not for y'all, but for you directly. And I got my word pertaining to, he said, if you take this charge, I'll be responsible for healing your heart. And so I think about that, and I remind him of that every second. Sometimes it takes me to talk to God several times throughout to remind him about that specific hurt that I'm dealing with. But that's just me and my one hurt pertaining to the absence of my sister. But there are many of you all who may have had multiple deaths in your family, multiple losses. And each loss is different. Each hurt, each absence, each void, each situation is different. So that just goes to show you that you need God more for you to be able to just rely upon him. We all, look, I always tell people, we all need God. But how many people want God? And so understanding that in the midst of this, my understanding of what God can do is limited versus what he can really do. <laughs> he can, he blows our mind. And so in this situation that you're dealing with, allow God to blow your mind. Like I said, nobody can say what you what you feel. Sometimes you may not even have the proper verbiage to explain how you feel. But like I said, God understands every moan. God understands every tear. God understands even your nonverbal expressions. And he want to hear it. He want to know it. But also understand that he will dispatch people that are right here on earth. You're talking to him in heaven, but he would dispatch people. He would dispatch his representatives to come to you, to minister to you, even to listen to you. But understand, you're not in this. And for you to know, we're going to get through this. We're going to lock arms in prayer. We're going to lock on. We're going to touch and agree that everything that God promised, everything that he said that he can do, he will do. Everything he said pertaining to his abilities, we're going to give him access to do what he do best, and that's be God. But we have to understand that we have to allow him to do it. And sometimes if we can just get out of the way, we're going to allow him to get in the way for his will to be done. But in order for his will to be done or his ways to be done, we got to get out the way. And sometimes getting out the way is that stubbornness. Sometimes that, well, I just work it out myself. Why work out something where God told you you didn't have to handle it? Yeah, you got yourself in this situation. Yeah, you got yourself in that situation. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But also the Bible tells us that we acknowledge him in all of our ways. He shall direct our path or he shall make our pathway straight. If we acknowledge him, that doesn't only mean pertaining to the beginning of a situation, but that also means when you come to the realization you made a mistake in the middle of a situation, acknowledge him. Talk to him. 
Dog, you know what? I messed up. But you know what? When I made crooked, you make it straight. And trust him. So with that, we're gonna we're gonna really just reflect on everything that God promised and really just allow him to be able to just help us in whatever situation that we're dealing with. Because like I said, he's the only one that can do it. He's the only one that can do it. I won't matter of fact, um, I'm going to uh I, I wanna get on this um I wanna get on the the line for the comments because it just so happened I saw um one of my coworkers, uh, I'm acknowledge him, Glenn King. Glenn King, I remember years ago he told me, God, what I make crooked, you make straight. They have always stuck with me, so I thank you, even though he was just sharing with me pertaining to his life, but he was my brother in blue, and we've had similar situations. And so for him to say that and acknowledge that pertaining to what he was dealing with, I know for a fact I was dealing with the same thing. And so because of God being true to his word, he's here to help each and every one of us, no matter how long we've been dealing with it, he promised. God is faithful to his word, and that's what we have to rely upon. And so with that, I appreciate the goodness of God, being able to just help us, and most importantly, for us to come together and pray for one another, for us to come together and for us to be able to, you know, cry together, you know, for us to shed tears, for us to share laughter, for us to be able to, look, help pull our fellow brothers and sisters out. So I really, really, really appreciate it. Yes, yes, matter of fact, I'm able to see the comments now. Yes. He didn't bring us this far to leave us right. That's true. Also, understanding what we have to do, we have to take one day at a time. There's an old proverb that said, how does an ant eat an elephant one bite at a time? So if we could just remember that those kind of things that God wants us to be reminded of, that sometimes you got to even minister to that person who's in your mirror. Sometimes we got to be able to really just talk to ourselves. Be able to just have a conversation say, you know what, God, be real. God, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be feeling. But that's why we can't rely upon our feelings. We got to rely upon our facts. Our facts is tied to our faith. Go on the facts of God instead of the opinions or your feelings or your emotions, especially the opinions of others. But the most important thing for you to understand, you all are all important. We are important to each other, and we need each other. We have to remember we need each other. There is no big ass and little use in the body of Christ. Sometimes there, I'll say like this, in God's eyesight, he loves us all, and we have access to him. Now, sometimes in some churches, they may tell you, hey, you got to go through protocol, and you know what? You got to talk to this person, fill out a memo to see the bishop, the apostle, or whoever. But with God, look here, we all are God's children. We are God's children. I get a chance to speak to my Heavenly Father, and guess what? Nobody can stop me. Let me say it like this. Nobody can stop you. 
talking to your heavenly father. And I don't care who may try to tell you, well, you know, I'm bishop so-and-so, so-and-so, and you only been, you ain't been saved long enough. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. You show me in the Bible that you can't talk to God or let me see what they told you, and I'll tell you the proper verbiage, and I'll tell you the proper context of what God wants you to go to him and approach him. Remember, your salvation is with God, not with man. So go to God. Talk to him. Know that you are important. Know that he wants you to be able to come to him. And like I said, just be real. One of the things I always say, I said this morning, if you be real with God, he will be for real with you. So why fake? Why hide? Why put on a facade when God wants us to be able to come to him and like I said, for us to be real. So whatever situation that you're dealing with, whatever you may be going through, we're going to lay it all at the altar right now. We're going to give everything over to God. The Bible tells us to cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for us. He, I'll put it like this. Not only he cares for us, he likes us. Not only he loves us, but he likes us. Now, at times, he may not like our ways, but that does not discount the love that he has for us. But also, I feel the need to say this. He's married to the backslider. So don't feel that, well, you know what? I hadn't been in church in so many years. Well, guess what? This is your invitation to come back to him. I didn't say come back to me. Go back to him. He want to hear from you. God loves you. He's concerned about you. He wants you to go to him. Also, just in case somebody who may be watching who may not be saved, there may be some who may be seekers. I want to invite you to go to God right now. I want to invite you to the one we've been talking about or I've been talking about all this time. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Romans 10 to 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand that God wants you to come to him and accept him as Lord and Savior in your life. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. First of all, God, ask you, God, to forgive us, God. There's anything that's in us that's unlike you right now, God. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us, cleanse us, God, and make us whole. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God. Thank you, Lord, for being a God of many chances, God. And, God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. God, right now, God, there are so many people that are going through so much right now, God. They feel like that they are burnt out. They, some of them may even be frustrated. Some of them may feel like, you know what, this is the end of them. So, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you come in, that you minister to them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us right now, God, to cast all of our cares upon you, God, once and for all right now, God. In the name of Jesus, but Lord, help us right now, God. To seek your identity, God. And as we seek your identity, God, 
You will reveal who you are, but also you will reveal who we are in you, God. So, God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to know your character, know your nature, God, and trust your character and nature at all times and whatever season that we're dealing with right now. In the name of Jesus, and we bind everything the devil stands for, we counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking right now, God, even to those who are bereaved, God, Comfort them right now, God. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you promise, God, that you will be a mother to the motherless. You will be a father to the fatherless. You will be a friend to the friendless. You will be a brother or a sister to those who are brother or sisterless, God. So, God, we speak, God, that you come in, that you comfort them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you comfort, God, the Fleming's family right now, God. Comfort them right now, God. Massage their broken heart, God. Massage their heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, even to the Proctor family, God, strengthen them right now, God, like level before, God, encourage their hearts, God. God, we even thank you, Lord, even for the legacies of those who went on, God. God, we speak, God, that you continue to minister, God, to the Washington family, God. We speak, God, that you minister to them right now, God. God, we even speak right now, God, that you help them, that you protect, that you minister to the family right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speak right now, God, even to the Woods family. God, God, as they get ready to approach on Tuesday, God, we speak, God, that you be with them right now, God. Comfort them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak, God, those who are sick, God, touch and heal their bodies right now, God, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now, God. We even speak it right now, God. God, you know, Miss Calhoun, God. God, we thank you, Lord. For the love that she's always given to us, God. God, we speak it right now, God, that you comfort the family, God, that you strengthen the family right now, God. And God, we speak it right now, God, that you help right now, God. Even right now where she is, God, we speak God, that you help right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help, God. God, we speak it right now, God. Even those who are are questioning God, those who don't know God, those who just, who may feel lost, God, those who may feel like the uncertainty, God. We speak, God, that you speak a word of comfort, God, of strength to them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now, God, even for the Horton family. Continue to strengthen them right now, God. Help them right now, God, each and every one of them right now, God, holding up the family right now, God. Holding them up before you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Not even those who may have had recent passings of the families, God, but even those who've had it in the past right now, God, like the Wallace family right now, God. Hold them up before you right now, God. Hold them up the daily family. Continue to help them, God. Strengthen them right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, we even speaking, God, even for those look like the Prater family right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, that you continue to help them, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we even thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word that's going forth right now, God. Even those who may be looking for a job right now, God, looking for employment, God. Even those who may be having issues, God, even in their homes, God, even within themselves, God. Help them right now, God. 
Help them and help them, God, to see who you are, God. Help them, God, to seek you like never before right now, God. And help us, God, to stay fixated on you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have another opportunity, God, to come together to praise and magnify you, God, because you are worthy to be praised, God. We thank you right now, God, for being a magnificent God. God, we thank you, Lord, even in the midst of what we're dealing with, God, Help us, God, to not lose our joy and help us not lose our praise right now in the name of Jesus. So, God, we speak, God, that you remove every clouded mind, God, every cloudy and unstable mindset, God. We speak in stability of the mind right now, God, like even somebody that's been dealing with PTSD, God. God, there's somebody who may, be, who may have dealt with something that's so traumatic, God, that they, that it's like, their nerves are shot all the time, God. So, God, we're speaking, God, that you minister to them, God. God, that you, that you speak deliverance right now, God. Healing, God, wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. Having to fix back to their manufactured state right now, God, the way you made them and created them right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for fixing everything right now, God. We even thank you, Lord, for speaking and fighting on our behalf right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you said the, uh, the vengeance is yours, so God. We speak in God, and we rely upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions, you can feel free to catch me on Facebook. Um, my name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. On Facebook, you will see my daily devotions and my videos, as well as my um, videos and I think that's it, my videos and uh, daily devotions. But also, that's what I'm looking for, but also, um, if you want to, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. On brotherprater.com, you will see my data devotions and my videos and a calendar that shows my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the source section of my website where you can purchase my book that I've been looking for. I got it. I got it somewhere. Oh, thank the Lord. I think it's right here. Yeah. Purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibility towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also, the other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. This book is talking about the relationship of my sister, Sheila Prater. She's the one I was mentioning Um not only her being my sister, but her being my my friend, my classmate, and so many other things. So I wanted this to be a, a ministering tool to let people know that we often try to cultivate the relationships between married people or even those that are caught in the dating. But we very seldom talk about the relationship within siblings. And sometimes that's the one that is very fragile. But I thank God I have a sister that I can say I was truly, truly, truly blessed to be able to have her in my life. And so 
with it and for those who even prayed for us, ministered to us, even currently, I thank y'all so much. Look here. Who I am is because of God and also God placing people like you in my path to minister to me along the way. I appreciate you all so much. I don't take it lightly. I mean, I say a whole lot in front of you, maybe just a few words, but that's that's little June bug. But sometimes I may say more on the air or in the camera or whatever because, you know, that's, you know, I guess that's how I am. Now, my Sheila, Sheila was the vocal person privately and the choir person publicly and vice versa with me. So that's why we gelled together. You know, um, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, Sheila was the Morris Day and I was the Jerome. Or Sheila was the Frankie Bebley and I was the Maze. <laughs> so just like uh, they said, I'm David Ruffin and these are the temptations. Well, Sheila was David Ruffin and I was the temptations. <laughs> so with that, and you know, like I said, you know, that's just for a little laugh, but I thank God. And like I said, I'm very blessed. So with that, I appreciate each and every one of you all. I thank y'all so much for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. Love y'all dearly. Thank you.